Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day gets us into God's Word and thereby helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But being in God's Word every day also keeps us focused on a relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation. You know people in your life who need to turn their focus in life around. They need to get into God's word. They need to change their way of living because they're not in conformity with what God's word teaches in other words, to be, in, in order to be faithful to God. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, or other technological means. But share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. And that will be a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about false teaching and how we need to be on guard against such. We need to know God's word well enough to recognize when some teaching contradicts God's word, because we're responsible for living by the true teachings of God's word. Jesus said in John 8 and verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And the apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1 and beginning with verse 22, he emphasizes how it is through the truth of God's word that our hearts or that our souls are purified in obeying the truth, he says. Verse 22, well, Jesus said on the night of his betrayal, he prayed to the Father in John chapter 17 and verse 17. He prayed, Father, he's been praying for the apostles here, but the principle applies to all mankind. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So we need to pay attention to studying God's word sufficient that we know what, when we're hearing false teaching. The apostle Paul said, study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling correctly, applying properly the word of truth. God's word, in other words. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, the apostle Paul talked about false teachers, even false, even false apostles, uh, as he describes some of those here. It, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and we begin with verse, um, with verse 12. What I do, I will also continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Well, there have been those who have called themselves apostles of Christ on the level of the original 12 and the apostle Paul. Well, that is false teaching in itself. Paul goes on in verse 14 and he says, No wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. In other words, Satan is the great deceiver. 
and he works through people to deceive us. And a lot of times he works through false teachers, preachers who teach false doctrine to deceive us and lead us away from the truth of God's word through which we can be saved. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, Paul says, whose end will be according to their works. Yes, there are a lot of preachers out there who are not teaching the full truth of God's word. And part of what they're teaching contradicts the truth of God's word. So we need to be on guard. We need to know God's word sufficient that we recognize the error when it is taught. That's on us. Remember that Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2 and verse 12. Preachers, sometimes in sincerity, they believe what they've been taught and they have not analyzed it against the scriptures thoroughly enough, and so they're out there teaching false doctrine. And then there are other preachers who are just outright frauds. They're trying to gain gain a gathering, a following. And almost all the time, I would say, they're thinking money in in connection with that. Well, we need to know the truth as the truth. And we need to not be deceived and taken in and led astray by false teachers, whether they are sincere in what they believe as they teach what they're teaching, even though it's false, or whether they're just outright frauds. We need to know the truth, and we need to turn away from all false teaching. In 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, the Apostle Paul, again writing in verses 3 and 4, he says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine." Now, he tells in verse 1, he tells Timothy, preach the word, preach, in verse 2 rather, preach the word, for the time will come when they will not endure a sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Preachers are teachers. Preachers teach They're supposed to be teaching the truth of God's word. But Paul says to Timothy, you keep preaching the truth because there's going to come a time when people are going to gather to themselves preachers, teachers who scratch their ears for them, who make them feel good in what they want to believe, even though what they believe may be error may be false teaching. Well, my preacher says, my preacher says, a lot of people take stock, and my preacher said it, so it's, it must be right. My preacher would lead me astray. Well, what if he's sincere in what he believes, but he's been taught wrong himself? What do you think he's going to teach? Whatever error he's been taught and come to believe and accept, he's going to teach that to you. But God's going to hold you responsible for studying his word sufficient that you can recognize the error that that preacher has taught you falsely. 
God's going to hold you responsible. Now, he'll hold the preacher responsible too, but you're responsible for your own belief system. Well, what do preachers say? Let's just look at a number of examples. My preacher says the Bible is a collection of man's wisdom and cannot be fully trusted. Do you know this is a position that is being taken by more and more and more people these days? People who will say, okay, well, the Bible's a good book, but, you know, we can't have confidence that it is totally God's word, that it is completely inspired by God. There are a lot of men's writings in there that, that we need to recognize and, and, and we need to set those aside because they're not really God's word. Well, now here's the question that ought to be follow-up in our minds. How do you know which is which? How do you know which is truly God's word and which is somebody else's word? Just thrown in by some writer out of his own head. And, and if you can't be sure of which is which, then how can you be sure of any of it? A lot of preachers have led a lot of people astray. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine or teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. In hope of eternal life, which God that, who cannot lie promised before the world began. Titus 1 and verse 2. Now, where do we read that? That God cannot lie. His word gives us the hope, guides us to the hope of eternal life. And God cannot lie. His word does not lie. Now, if we say, well, but it's not all God's word, which is which? How can you tell? Are you putting yourself in the place of God? Are you all-knowing? Well, but my preacher says... The Bible's a collection of man's wisdom. We can't, fully un we can't fully trust it all. How does your preacher know? Where did he get that? Is he God? Does he know better than God's word? Well, here's another one. My preacher says, church tradition and creeds are on equal footing with the Bible. I've heard that one personally. Maybe not in those exact words, but that's the principle that was being conveyed. We've got, and when you point out to somebody, well, what you're telling me or what you're believing contradicts what the scriptures say here. Well, but we've got our own creeds. We've got our own other writings and traditions. Well, let me tell you, if those other writings and traditions and those creeds do not conform to what the Bible teaches, then you need to throw those out. Because those creeds and those traditions, those writings, they're not authoritative. God's word is authoritative. Jesus says, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath that which judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. John 12 and verse 48. The Hebrews writer wrote this, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
Hebrews 4 and verse 12. Doesn't say anything about traditions, church traditions, creeds that are not in conformity with what the Bible teaches, with what the scriptures say. These other writings, they're written by men, not by God. Not guided, not men guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write God's very word. We need to understand church traditions, church creeds, other church writings other than the Bible, they are not authoritative. They are not scripture. God's word is what we need to hold on to. It is that by which we will be judged. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you at this time asking you, Father, please help us to understand your word clearly and to have the heart and the mindset to accept it totally and live by it. And please guide us and help us to teach it accurately to people around us so that they can come to you in your way for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. We pray, Father. Help people see the importance of knowing your word truthfully. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.